0: This is the Rich Eisen Show. Right, right now. The coach's son is going to dribble out his dad's championship. 76-59. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Every dog has his day belongs to the huskies today's guests espn
1: college basketball analyst jay billis espn senior nba writer brian windhorse two-time academy award winner ben affleck and now it's Rich
0: Eisen. Yes, it is. Can confirm. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are live in Los Angeles, California on the first Tuesday of April 2023. Live on the Roku channel. All Roku devices have us for free. Same thing with Amazon Fire TV. Select Samsung Smart TVs. You want to see us today? The Roku app has the Roku channel on it. It's free. The Roku Channel.com is another way to watch us for free. Every single day between 12 and 3 Eastern, we say hello to our terrestrial radio network, Coast to Coast, and Sirius XM and Odyssey. We love our podcast listeners. We know you're listening on demand. It's your right. And we appreciate you taking the time out to take in this show. Hit us with the subscribe button. We add you to the old RSS feed. feed. We're thrilled to have you there. And uh, we have a YouTube page as well. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We are off and running. Jay Billis is going to be joining us in about 19 minutes time to talk about the way both. The men and women national championship game went down on Sunday and then on Monday night. Brian Winhorst, as we turn our attention to professional uh, men's basketball, the association is getting ready to start its playoff season. Brian Winhorst will join us at the top of hour number two. And we had Matt Damon on yesterday. We have to be fair and balanced Ben Affleck will be on today's program the director of the movie air that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck star in. he will be in uh, on this show in hour number three when I'm not sitting in this chair um and my better half sits in this chair filling in for me I love hopping on uh on the old Twitterverse and people saying oh it's a Susie uh show today on the Rich Eisen show well I'm here today yeah and it's still a Susie show, sitting in for Chris Brockman <laughs> yeah. today. <is> Susie <laughs> Schuster, you want to switch seats? I can go sit over uh,
1: there.
0: No, I'm, I'm fine right here. I'm fine right
1: are you here. Sure, I, I can drive. Rich. I appreciate. I, I'm very comfortable driving.
0: Didn't didn't think the show would start with an insurrection, but uh, I'm you know, just saying it's if all you want to
1: switch, I can. You know, no, drive Susan, and drink at the side. same time. I
0: think spatially we're fine today. We are. He doesn't want Wally Suzy. Good to yeah. see you, Susie. Good I'm to see you. That. Although Happy I just, to be here. I saw your you know first thing this morning. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well. I have my old... Beautiful lovely
2: old Thank friend. You. I love old, I it. Say, not old. old and I say old that I've known Susan Oh, forever. he's just he is I knew what he, he was doing. He's like a duck swimming so underwater so right now. You knows. see the legs
0: working, you see just, just see the top half looking very very smooth. I love it. He's she already knows. got the sweat going. No, I'm
2: not sweating. <laughs> no, he's I just not. feel bad that I, I am not. here to she stand up for Mike
0: I know that you do that all the time. You do
3: forever. You
0: do that all the time. Uh Tiger speaking right now at the at Augusta National. He looks he looks tired. I mean, he looks wiped out. I understand. But that. that's just when you think he might uh, look tired. He'll- Will, uh, light up Augusta National. At any rate, it's Masters Week as well now that the uh, National Championship game is done. Good to see you, TJ Jefferson. Candles lit over there. What's going on? Hey,
2: Rich, I'm coming off the greatest four-day stretch of wrestling watching in my entire life. Man, yeah, this yeah. weekend was incredible. And last night, I was at Monday Night Raw. Oh, that's right, One of my favorites, one. EO Sky, whose t-shirt I'm wearing, I'm pretty sure she winked at me when she got into the ring. Ah. My buddy Vince <laughs> Condi, friend of the show, can uh, he can confirm this. So yes. I feel great
0: today. Where was it? A crypto last night? Uh, last night was at crypto oh, yeah man what yeah. a week bad bunny was in front of me ah. he got beat up it was amazing okay bad yeah. bunny was in front of you do you say down in front because the ears are, are too tall or? <laughs> you didn't have I ears did see yeah, i did I see. that just yeah, i, for I you. see what you're saying i like your style uh we're we're often running here on this program uh, let's start with april 3rd 1989 Ooh, it's a long time ago yes it was 34 years ago last night one of the greatest nights of my life you want to talk about oh. how great a weekend you had sports mm-hmm. oh. Uh, April 3rd, 1989, the night that I ran across the campus at the great (laughs) University of Michigan trying to, because I drew the short straw to shut, uh, close down and wrap up the coverage of the Michigan Daily, the student newspaper, the student publication, Mm -hmm. the Michigan Daily, I I drew the short straw, I had a (laughs) <laughs> work. Get that the night. paper ready for the next day to talk about the national championship game that Michigan was playing against Seton Hall. Everyone was partying. I was like a salmon running against uh, the upstream. So did we call you Richie two times now? You had to go get the papers, get the papers? I did it that night. Okay. I, had to shut, I had to create the papers. But on that night, it was incredible. Steve Fisher, who had just gotten the job because Bill Frieder said he was leaving Michigan to coach Arizona State, and Bo Schembechler said, I'm going to have a Michigan man coach a Michigan team, and turned to Steve Fisher. They, as they said that night, shocked the world and beat, sorry, Mike Del Tufo, oh. your Seton Hall Pirates, but don't worry, this has a happy ending on the sports front for you, for sir. Me, in theory. Okay, in theory. But on that night, Steve Fisher and Michigan cut down the nets, beating Seton Hall in Seattle that night, and Brian Dutcher was an assistant coach for Steve Fisher on that night. And look who was there on April 3rd, 2023, last night in the national championship game, again this time as head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs, Brian Dutcher. All he had to do was beat UConn and its stout team head coached by a guy who two years after Seton Hall had that difficult, gutting loss of a national championship night. The head coach, P.J. Carlissimo, put on the floor a team whose point guard was named Danny Hurley. And at the time, he was known as the younger brother of Um, Bobby Bobby. Hurley who was killing it for Duke at the time two-time champ. And Dan Hurley was the point guard for P.J. Carlissimo's three final seasons at Seton Hall. And he played five years. He had a redshirt year. He played five years at Seton Hall, Dan Hurley. And then after his playing career was over, he followed suit of not just P.J. Carlissimo, but his Hall of Fame father, a Hall of Fame high school coach father, Bob Hurley who was, as you know, Mike, St. a Indiana, legend oh, yeah, I mean, in New Jersey. that the recruits were coming out of that school. And Dan Hurley took over St. Benedict's Prep in New Jersey and crushed it there to the point where college came calling. And his first stop was P.J. Carlissimo's old haunt in my hometown of Staten Island, New York, Wagner College, Wagner, or as we yep. call it back home, Wagner. Wagner, <laughs> yes. Wagner College. And Dan Hurley performed well enough there as coach that Rhode Island came knocking. The old Big East, right? Yep. And he was there for a few years. And while he was at Rhode Island, UConn won a national title out of nowhere in 2014 with a former UConn player, Kevin Olley who in 2018, out of the blue, as far as I was concerned, sitting here on this set, suddenly got axed in an NCAA investigation. UConn says adios to one of its most decorated players and coaches and turned to Dan Hurley, who last night took a team on the floor after rampaging its way to the national championship game out of the blue as a four seed and took on none other than San Diego State's Brian Dutcher in a mat contest on the floor in Houston where it was a brawl because that's the way UConn plays basketball. And they mauled San Diego State. And they were too long for San Diego State. And every single time San Diego State had the ball underneath the basket, they had to alter a shot or couldn't even get a shot off. And part of the reason why is to go along with a kid from El Paso, Texas, and Tristan Newton, and a kid from Amsterdam, New York, and Andre Jackson Jr., and a kid from the Mid-Atlantic, Jordan Hawkins, who happens to be Angel Reese's cousin. They had a kid from Mali named Adama Sonogo, who is just a revelation under Dan Hurley's tutelage and this team together on the 34th anniversary of Seton Hall losing to Michigan and in part Brian Dutcher with Dan Hurley beat Brian Dutcher's San Diego State team and in so doing Dan Hurley with only two previous NCAA tournament wins Great. prior to this run joins a list of three other coaches who entered an NCAA tournament that they won with only two or fewer career tournament wins and look who's on the list Kevin Olley and Steve Fisher and Jim Valvano you can't make it up. That's amazing stories. And UConn, Sue's, when we first met in the newsroom mm-hmm. at the Worldwide Leader in Sports <laughs> in 1996. Nope, seven. Yep, thank you. <laughs> when we first met, you you remember? I mean, UConn was a women's basketball yeah. school. Gino like, Ariyama, right? Gino Ariyama yeah. and, you know, the rest of the team. And I remember when I first arrived at in Connecticut and, you know, my uh, fraternity brother was working there. Mitch, uh, Phil Blood Green, his nickname is Blood because, you know, of Mitch Green. He took me to a bar and the place was jammed. And the game that was on was UConn's Women. Yeah. And the UConn men's team that Jim Calhoun was trying to get up. I mean, even Jim Nance in his final game last night was saying, when they won the Big East Tournament in 1990, that was out of nowhere. Like, this team, that was a huge step up for them.
1: Yeah, this was like UMass, not UConn years.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, when Marcus Camby, damn it. and wrote? John Calipari was making a name for himself just up the road from the worldwide leader. And this team now has not one, not two, not three, not four, but five (laughs) men's national championships since 1999 now. And they are, you got to throw it in there, a blue blood of men's college basketball. They now have as many all-time national championships on the men's side as Indiana and Duke. And one behind North Carolina. And three behind Kentucky, and obviously we're all still chasing UCLA UCLA, thanks to the wooden years, but... Go figure. And it's funny. You're a Georgetown fan, TJ. Mm-hmm. You hate UConn. I do, Brockman, man. who's not here today, you know, Syracuse guy, he hates UConn. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a St. John's guy. I, I, I mean, UConn never we rubbed me the ball. wrong way. Well, I mean, I I mean Seton in, Hall, I, I just. The mall. They played in the mall.
2: That's, <laughs> before they built their <laughs> new pla- palace mall, and dude. stores, right? Yes. Where I the Whalers Where
0: the Whalers played. Where the wh-
2: he played in the mall. The we have we seen all We go up and play. We oh, we
0: my. It's, <laughs> it's truly crazy. unbelievable what this has turned into. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And so you got to give it up. Got to give it up. And Sanogo has got two years of eligibility left if he wants to keep playing. But every other most outstanding player that UConn has, four other ones as we know, they all left as soon as they won it. For the NBA, and the names are familiar: Rip Hamilton, Mecca Okafor, Kemba Walker, and Shabazz Napier. They all said adios. But if Sonogo comes back, why can't they run it back? They were young. They were they were strong. They made shots. They were well coached. They executed every play possible, and um were clearly underseeded as a four seed. Clearly. Underseated as a four seed. But they were one of the top, clearly 16 teams in the nation coming into this tournament, and they boat raced their way to the title as they had the fourth largest average margin of victory since the tournament expanded to 64 teams in 1985. They won their six games by an average of 20 points on the head. 20.
1: Yeah, every game was double digits. Every single game.
0: Fifth time since 1985 that happened.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How about that? Son of a coach. And Dan Hurley, national champion head coach. 34 years to the night, his mentor, P.J. Carlissimo, lost to Michigan. And P.J. was there as part of the Westwood One coverage. Calling the game. He probably felt right.
2: it made PJ probably feel a little good. And you got it. You got it. A took little. you.
0: It took you three and a half decades to get your pound a of flesh, but you got it. You got a little. Well little done. Better. We'll talk about it with Jay Billis coming up right next on the Rich Eisen Show. We also have Brian Winhorst on this program, and we also have Ben Affleck, the Academy Award-winning director of the movie Air, which is dynamite. Susie and I saw it a few weeks ago. It's great. We have lots to talk about on this program. Susie's got a news update um, and uh, your phone calls at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Apparently, Bill Belichick has been shopping someone on the New England Patriots, and he plays quarterback, and his name is not Bailey (laughs) Zappi. You can narrow down who I'm talking about. That's according to Pro Football Talk, so there is lots of talk here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Jay Billis when we return. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, as we know, back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, along with the Roku channel live stream. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. So lucky I can reach out to this man and say, hey, day after the national championship game, I know you're a busy man. Call in and give us your thoughts on the game and then uh, what's going to happen next. Uh, one of our favorites from the worldwide leader in sports, Jay Billis, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Jay?
3: I'm doing great, Rich. How are you? I
0: am well. I'm better for talking to you. Your thoughts on what you saw last night, Jay?
3: Well, it was a coronation. I mean, UConn was, I think everybody listening probably knows, they started the season 14-0 and 0 and were ranked number one or two, whatever it was. And they looked like they were going to rip through the entire season. And they went through a weird stretch where they were, I think they lost six of eight, and they were all Big East games. Because they didn't lose to a non-conference opponent all year. Same thing they did in 2011 when Kevin Walker was there and won the championship. But you know, it, a lot of teams when they see their own blood, they're never the same. And they were not only the same, but they got better. And by the end of the year, I don't know how they became a four. I know they lost those eight games, <laughs> yeah. but still, they're 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 legit, obviously. And but they never had to play a one or two seed throughout the tournament. I think that the highest seed they played in the tournament was a three. Uh, you know, they beat a couple of fives, beat a 13 in the first game. Um, so, but but they decimated everybody. I mean, to go through that tournament and average uh, an average margin of victory of 20, uh, that, that's historic.
0: And so what do you think made the difference? Why are Why are they so good? What makes them so good?
3: Well they're They're really talented, and they are really balanced, so they play equally well on defense as they do on offense, and they've got uh players you know that I think accepted roles, which is not always easy and your role isn't necessarily what you're capable of it's just what the team is asking you to do to win a championship and The primary example to me is is uh Andre Jackson jr like he's not a scorer that dude's one of the best passers you're going to see. And some of the passes he threw in the championship game, he had six assists, but they were all, like, next level. Can you believe he threw that and got through type of passes? Uh, and then I heard you a little bit talking about Tristan Newton, and I agree that he's the, he's the reason for the portal. You know, a guy that was probably under-recruited out of high school, you know, an 18-point-a-game score at East Carolina, and then he goes to UConn, has to switch positions and play point. And, and had a, you know, not only had a great year, he had a couple of triple doubles during the year, but in the championship game, he goes 19 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals, if I remember right. He turned it over a few times, which was the only only thing he could nitpick about his performance or UConn's, just a, a stunning, you know, it, it was stunning, really, the, the whole tournament for them.
0: Well, it wasn't me who pointed it out. It was my wife Susie who pointed it out, and I have to give her credit since she's staring right at me right now. And you also know her from back in the day at ESPN, Jay. So there's that too.
3: Well, I think it's good to always defer to the smarter of the two.
1: Thank you, Jay. There you go.
0: There you go. I just figured I'd uh, I'd have to you know go back old memory lane with you a little bit here. So, um, what? Why is Sinoco so good? You could see it. But I'd love to give, have you tell me what, what, what makes him as good as, as he appears. His, his name um, entered, uh, you know, uh, was in very select company entering last night's NCAA tournament final with uh, Hakeem and Corliss Williamson and Leitner as averaging 20 points per game and shooting 65% or better getting into that game. So why, why is he so generationally great, do you think?
3: I think Rich he had the natural progression of a really good player almost old school wise and he came in, he, he, he didn't have all the, the tricks in his bag, he had to learn at this level. And sort of like UConn as a team, you know, they they struggled last couple of years in the tournament. They were they lost in the first round and, and sometimes you have to you have to win by losing if that makes sense and learn how to win. And and you're not going to learn how to win until you you know take some punches and they took a few and they got better together and Sonogo's a prime example of that his footwork got better his skill set and he's always had the physical tools but to see somebody put it together like that is really really rewarding and then and then when he goes out they bring in a 7-2 freshman Donovan Klingon who was awesome throughout the tournament um, you know unbelievably talented and just covers up the rim. And nobody seems to care who gets the credit on that team, which is a pretty cool way to play.
0: Well, Jay Bellis is here on the Rich Eisen Show. A few minutes with him the day after the uh, NCAA tournament wraps up with a UConn win. UConn now has as many national championships on the men's side as your uh, highly esteemed institution of higher learning and Duke. Uh, also as many all-time wins as Indiana but we also understand the consistency between those other two programs and who was at the helm. It's three different guys um, in three different eras in a way. Well, how, how does that happen? How do, you, how do you ascribe their success, Jay?
3: Well, I, I mean, Rich, everybody talks about this blue blood thing, and to me the blue blood discussion is kind of like talking about wealth. You know, the, the blue bloods and wealth are like the Vanderbilts and the Gettys and all that that have the old money. And nobody says blue blood for Bill Gates or Mark Cuban or all this stuff. But, you know, the the, UConn, since 99, they've won five championships. And you mentioned three different coaches. Uh, They've been as successful as anybody. And the idea that they've won, they've been to the championship game five times, they've won them all is absurd. And they've won as a favorite. They've won as a four seed. They've won as a, I think they were like a seven seed one year and won the whole thing. It's just absurd how good they've been. But but the three-coach thing is the thing that fascinates me because when Calhoun was there and the Big East broke up, uh, the ACC was really looking at UConn. And one of the things I remember hearing from some ACC administrators were they were, they were concerned that UConn might be a one-coach program, that when Calhoun left, um, it might not stay at that level. And not only did it stay there, uh, you know, in, in a way, it's kind of elevated because it stayed there with all the changes we've seen in college sports. So pretty remarkable, and especially when you put the men's and women's together. You know, they've won like 16 championships there. I mean, that's that's the that's the capital of basketball.
0: And I, and I guess the Hurley family can coach this just in right, Jay. I mean, yes, they know how to coach. So I,
3: felt, I felt really good. I felt really good for Danny because I, I think you know the story, Rich. You know, he was. He's Bobby Hurley's younger brother. He played at Seton Hall, about the same time Bobby did. They played against each other in the NCAA tournament one year when I was a grad assistant at Duke, and I was sitting there worried about what this, is, you know, how, how difficult it was on Bobby. It never occurred to me how difficult it was on Danny. And he had some he had some real issues dealing with it, and uh, almost gave up the game. And for him to come through all that and now, you know, be able to, I think Reese Davis was saying, you know, now he gets to sit at the table at dinner and flash that ring, uh, you know, because Bobby's got two as a player and, and his dad won a bunch of national championships as a, a high school head coach. Uh, you know, now, now he, uh, he's got bragging rights and it's it's really nice for him. It
0: is. Are you, are you willing to share a little bit more on that? Like difficult for Dan Hurley? What, what, I, I know it's obvious when you're talking about maybe sibling rivalries or, or living up uh, in your own household, doing the same thing as what dad does, but, is is it as simple as that? Or what do you got for me on that?
3: Jake? Well he had a, he had real mental health challenges and to where he you know for a while, if I remember right, he wouldn't come out of his room and uh, and you know, kind of give up the game type of stuff because of the pressure. And then if you remember, I think Danny was either in college or just out of college when Bobby got in that injury got in that accident that almost killed him. And uh, and he had some real issues with that, some guilt issues uh, that you know, kind of it should have been me thing, which nobody should have to think about.
0: Mm. And now he's a national champion head coach. Can't make it up, right, Jay? And he's on the list of uh, of, of coaches who had two or fewer uh, NCAA tournament wins entering a tournament that he eventually won, and the other three are Jim Valvano, uh, Kevin Ollie, who he succeeded, and Steve Fisher, who's assistant on the night that he beat. Seton Hall and P.J. Carlissimo, who Dan used to play for, uh, the assistant Brian Dutcher. He beat Brian Dutcher last night. It's unbelievable. Again, you cannot make it up, Jay. You cannot.
3: Yeah, it's kind of a small world in that regard. But you know, I think anytime you see somebody who's who's done it the hard way, mm. you have a, a really good feeling about it, and and that's why. You know, maybe it's because you know, my when I played a million years ago, my team was the number one overall seed. We lost in the title game by a bucket, and so I always look at the losing team going off the floor every championship because I was there. And you know, you know that feeling of being right there. It should have been yours, and and it's not. And yeah, you, know, you feel really good for Brian Dutcher because he was a career assistant. His dad, Jim Dutcher, yep. was the head coach at Minnesota um, uh, back in the day, and he was there at the game last night. He's not been feeling well. But, uh, but Brian, you know, it took him to his late 50s to get a head coaching job when he succeeded Steve Fisher and helped Steve build that program at San Diego State, which was nothing when they got there. They, 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 they literally could not give tickets away. They were walking around campus with tickets in their pocket, and uh, they were probably bribing people to come. And now that's one of the hottest tickets in, in Southern California. And, you know, I don't know if you've been to Viejas Arena, but it is awesome. It is just a fantastic place.
0: Jay Bill is here on the Rich Eisen Show. A couple more minutes left uh, with Jay. Um, you want to chime in on the women's national championship game? Your, your opinion on, on the national conversation that came out of it and what the game, how compelling it was, Jay?
3: Well, I, I think it's, you know, I covered women's basketball years ago back in, in 2000 when uh, yeah, I sat at the desk with Robin Roberts and Vera Jones and it, it was a blast. Uh, and the, the way the game's grown since then is uh, is so gratifying, so fun to watch, and it's a, it's such a clean, good game. I mean, some of it gets overly physical, like the men, but uh, just to and to watch Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese and that whole that whole co- you know made up controversy, like why can't women uh, be that competitive? Well, they're where they trash talk like like the guys do, um, and. I thought it pointed out some things that we do in society that uh, that we should be more mindful of. And I was I was happy that there was that sort of discussion. And then what South Carolina's Don Staley said after the game, like we should be mindful of what we say and how we couch things when we're making descriptions of of players and teams. And, uh, And I thought that was all positive.
0: Jay Billis here on the Rich Eisen show. All right, before I let you go, uh, I guess it's Victor Wembayana's world, and we're just paying rent in the NBA draft. Um, teams, I imagine, falling all over themselves, hoping for ping pong balls to hit. That's next on your radar screen is the NBA draft. Um, who did we see in the last two, three weeks? You think helped themselves uh, for that from the tournament? Jay. I'm
3: sure. I'm sure Jordan Hawkins helped himself. Um there, there are a number of college players that probably moved up among the college players, but we're gonna see it's gonna be a youthful draft again. And I think the the thing that I'll be interested in watching not just this year but as we go forward is how you know, how players, the top players coming out of high school are deciding what to do next. Are they gonna they're gonna take more money and go to college or are they gonna go into the G League uh where they get NBA coaching? and and don't have to go to school or overtime elite, which is kind of a an odd uh odd thing to me because it's so sort of social media like but um to me it'll be really interesting to see but but Victor Wembanyama um if if LeBron James were 18 years old right now and the same player that came out of St. Vincent-St. Mary's in 2003 I actually think it would be a tough decision what you should do that that's how wow. transformational this guy's going to be—he's seven, he's a seven-four guard, and uh, and it's like looking at looking at a Giannis that can shoot and handle. Uh, uh, he's next level. Um, none of the stuff you've heard has been made up. He's the real deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw that video on on the Sports Center Instagram of him following up a three-point short shot of his own with a jam. I've never seen anything like that. He's he's unreal. Do you, do you think we see Sonogo in the draft? What do you think? Jay.
3: i don't know the game's kind of different from his style um he can certainly and will play in the nba mm-hmm. but uh he's going to have to continue to improve his his perimeter shot to where he can stretch the floor a little bit and i think in in pick and roll situations defensively he can be uh at risk uh so he's going to have to improve there but uh you know he's probably a late first uh, into the second round pick and it may be worth his while to come back. It may be more money if he comes back. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be the hard part for some of these guys is is the financial component versus, you know, they're getting older every year. And, uh, you know, do you want to go into the league when you're 22 or 23 when the league doesn't value you the same way as they do an 18-year-old? That's sort of a hard decision.
0: Yeah, and then last one, uh, I texted you this because uh, I'm just fascinated by Marquise Noel. We had him on yesterday, finally got a chance to – Meet him, and i I just love watching him play. What what are his pro prospects? Do you think,
3: Jay? Oh, he'll play in the NBA because of his quickness, his ability to shoot it. Um, he, he'll be fine. And and years ago, his size would have been a detriment. Not anymore. He'll be fine. Um, you know, look, you'd rather be bigger, but if you're if you're good enough, you're big enough. And he's good enough.
0: Jay, I appreciate the time, man. Uh, did 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 you call him from the golf course, Jay? Or are you calling him from the golf
3: course? You're damn Dammer. Right. You're damn right I did. I knew it. I, I missed a birdie putt because of you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> On the left I appreciate So, <laughs>
0: seriously, oh, when you say you missed a birdie putt, were you putting while talking to me? Is that what happened?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I putted I putted a 12-foot birdie putt and missed it. And then now I got about 115. I hit a tee shot while we were talking and hit it right down the middle. Now I got about 115 to an uphill. Well, you can listen to me. You can listen to me, hit it right Yeah, Yes, now. let's do it. Okay. A little bit of a downhill lie. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm setting up to it. Mm-hmm. I look magnificent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's my... <laughs> All
0: right, where did it land? Where, where are we? What dart did you throw, it a
3: It right, a little right of the flag. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to have to walk up the hill now and... Check out the putt if you want to stick around. But but I'm so close to the hole, I'll have to wait a while with my playing partners.
0: (laughs) The magic of earbuds and also the ability to be a natural athlete and focus. Jay, you're the package. You're the full package right here. I appreciate it. Thanks thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for doing it. You take care of yourself. That's Jay Billis, everybody. The multi-talented Jay Billis. Is that a first in our... That's a first, I believe, in our almost nine-year history. I have
3: never tracked a golf swing live on
0: this show. That is definitely. Can we get a, that? Can we get that? I can't get that as a drop, but no, we
1: have to. Also, def- have you ever said the following? I look magnificent. <laughs> I do. I say
0: it
2: about me. I love he threw that in as in the side, just in that case you were fantastic. wondering. I look great. His <laughs> hair was perfect. Cool. Oh <laughs> it's like the werewolf in London. Well, I'm pretty sure someone's called from a. Golf course oh, But, no, never, that, but, but I think, he, actually I think golfing. Golfing. he even has. How about that, man? He's actually golfing while I mean, he's <laughs> doing the interview. Like, that's, <laughs> a <first. laughs>
3: that's
1: a first. He sounded really stressed. <laughs> he really did.
2: <laughs> that was so good. That's what golf does to you. Oh, right? my gosh. Did
1: you know the snow didn't even start playing basketball till he was 15? He played soccer.
2: Unbelievable. It that's like really really- Joel languages. He, I've been doing a deep dive. And B didn't years. start until he was 16 years old. So look at the, him now. Look at him now. About to get one of them trophies. Is he? I hope so. Which trophy? I will. I'm in order preference for me that Larry oh, OB and, you know, then an the MVP second. Uh, uh, okay. So about the Larry
0: OB. Very good. I'm not even going to play it. That okay. was better than him. It's okay. You have a better. You have, you have a, a new favorite, you know, drop from the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, <laughs> By the way, Rich. During WrestleMania at SoFi,
2: Uh-oh. bathroom lines were out of control. Yeah. And I said, you know where this won't happen?
0: The in new to- Clippers yeah. facility.
2: Because oh. I like might- toilets. Plenty of, plenty of them, Mike. Might-
0: That's I- right. are a- <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right, let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Um, and I have a great story about the competitive spirit of uh, women, and one in particular, that I think you'll enjoy, TJ Jefferson. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, you enjoy it. You enjoy these conversations. That's next. Do. This is The Rich Eisen Show before Brian <laughs> Winhorst joins us. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about Monster.com can help you slam dunk your job hunts just like we saw last night in the NCAA tournament. Hey, guess what? Monster.com is there for you to help you get your next gig. If you have a resume, if you have a job that you're looking for, if you have a job in mind, if you have that certain endeavor in mind, you've got to go to Monster.com and upload your resume right on the spot. You can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs because employers are all over this site. Employers know that Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for them and thus... Monster.com knows how to match you with those job fits. And when you score the position, when is the key word. Monster.com salary calculator ensures you're paid what you are worth. It is time for you to win your job hunt. Get off your couch. Get off the figurative job search bench and go to Monster.com and win the job hunt today. Monster.com. So um, we just heard from uh, Jay Billis talking about the national championship game on the women's side. And I will easily say this women's national championship game, far more compelling than the men's. (laughs) The men's game was out of reach from the middle of the first half, all the way to the end. And you could say the national championship game on the women's side felt out of reach as well. When LSU took a, a big lead into halftime and Iowa barely cut into a single digit and, and 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 San Diego State did whittle UConn's double-digit lead down to five last night at one point. But much more compelling personalities and figures and conversation out of the women's game than the men's national championship game. No doubt about it. And Jay was absolutely right about the competitive spirit. Why, why can't women just be as big a red ass and big a competitive trash-talking group as the men. He absolutely nailed it correctly. And, and I would know about the competitive spirit <laughs> from the women's side of things. Oh, yeah? Yes. And I am talking about my uh, lovely spouse and better half. Susie Schuster, who, who, I, I, who is, she's she? right there, and I'm not looking at her right now. Like for the her is, is, that,
1: is that because I trash talk in our house, nope, and I'm he, by no, far the more aggressive?
0: No, no, TJ Jefferson loves when we do the show together for many reasons, and I, I appreciate that, TJ. Yep. You love that, the fact that we do wind up commuting. To work together. It's amazing. And, and the story that I we we told about Susie's aggressive driving and how she thinks that I'm too sensitive about the subject matter and so on and so forth. She's in but a safe car, Rich. The weird I mean...
1: aggressive comes up a lot.
0: So <laughs> really uh, unfortunately for you, TJ, okay. We did not commute. Oh, oh. yeah. When I pulled into the park and structure, oh. I saw her, I was like, oh. However, it does not mean that I am bereft. Of a story to tell, uh, okay, from the morning commute, <laughs> and I'm about to tie all of these subjects together. Uh, let me get my tea ready. Hold because on, because yeah. nobody wants to be in front of you driving to the same destination as you, mm-hmm. quite like Susie Schuster. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> she same way. just cannot be in the car behind you. Okay. Rich, and everything she, is a
1: competition. And she can't just
0: be to the car beside you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she will use various lanes to pass by you.
1: He drives the in the right lane almost the whole way See, all the time. It makes me insane. No. The right lane is for getting off the freeway. Rich Rich is historically driven... In the right lane. False. Who does that? <laughs>
0: These are false stories.
1: Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell Who a great. Who does thing. that? A barbarian. Hold on a minute. Hold right on a minute. Lane. Wait a Hold
0: second. A Let me take a sip real quick. So as you know, <sighs> Susie loves dogs yes. more than humans. I've, okay. I've picked up on that. We yeah. are <laughs> in our thirteenth month of living in temporary digs mm-hmm. as we are redoing our home and. There is, on our street, one of our favorite dogs on planet Earth. A big, huge, white, Great Pyrenees named Brady after
1: Tom. Well, (gasps) his mom, Stephanie, went to Michigan. Correct. So, So
0: every day that I go to work and I see Brady, I will stop and say hello to the dog, because the dog knows me and knows the car and knows everything. And I thought, as Susie was right behind me leaving, (laughs) she would want... To say hello to Brady as well. And I'm yeah. in the middle of this residential street. In the middle of the street. Saying the hello to the dog. So is Brady walking or is he in the yard? He walks like, every morning. He walks Garland. every morning. Yeah. Okay. So he's so on the street. Right, 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 okay. right. Okay. Properly leashed. Yeah, yeah. And Susie, as I'm saying hello to the dog, passes oh. to my right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to get around.
0: To get around. Well. Fully knowing what i was doing uh-huh. and actually foregoing saying like for a split second foregoing saying hello to one of her favorite dogs on the planet <laughs> to get in front of- just to get in front of me within feet of leaving the driveway i have
1: work ethic and i didn't want to be late <laughs> <ready. laughs> So I wanted to get down here to provide for this crew, this Understood. staff, in Understood. a way that they're used to when I come here. Understood.
0: Can I pet that dog? And, and I appreciate your level of professionalism, yeah. but let's not overlook what was occurring. It's like when a car comes she like can't, she... You, you passed up Brady? Yeah. No, no.
1: I stopped. She, I said hi to Brady, for and then split, I continued. But for,
0: admit, for a split second...
1: Looking for a picture from this morning. But yeah. for a
0: split second... You were trying to pass by me on a residential street within fifty feet of leaving the driveway. Honey, you
1: you you are a take your time kind of guy.
0: Untrue. Okay.
1: Tj, <laughs> you should come for a hike with us.
0: Oh That's God! Fun. Oh yeah, she's ca- she's sprinting up hills. Oh really? <laughs> yes. So annoying.
1: We're there to get exercise. We're just like. You don't make this fun, you know. It's no, for you. I don't.
0: Stop saying that. I'm with Rich man. here it's for the view. You <laughs> I will it? say I'm like, yeah, I'll go on a walk. I'll go on a hike, but just not not when you're sprinting. What's yeah, the I difference mean, between it's a not walk a sprint, and a it's hike? It's a hike.
1: What's the difference between a walk and a hike? Today? Like well, walk is
0: leisurely. That's right.
1: It, it, what about it, a hike? It, it, what does
2: that say? Well, I don't know, because once I moved to LA, the, the thought of a hike has become different. Like, I always thought a hike was like the price is right guy that yodeled with oh, a pickaxe yeah. and boots. And then I got here, people are like, We're
0: going hiking. I'm like, where's the mountain? They're like, no, we're just gonna walk running. So, so now I you I don't know what hiking is. Exactly. And so now you understand when I came in here the day after the national championship game, <laughs> and I'm like Your back was hurt? No, oh. no. Well that that. <laughs> but but I I'm not batting an eye at Women trash talking, pointing to their ring mm-hmm. finger, saying, now you, you know, you can't see me. John Cena Tony, stuff. Shout out Tony Yeo for that. You know, and, and people are like, women, wow, that's not, uh, that. that's not, not very becoming. Co- becoming. That, so you are as competitive as any other human being I know. Yes. And yes. <laughs> I am on the business end of it. Driving to work with you.
1: Well, I saw what you tried to do. What
0: did I try to Uh-oh. do. Oh. So
1: right around La Uh oh. You went Diamond Lane.
0: Well, I, I have an electric car. car. Yeah. yeah. And well, was, I didn't. I didn't I see high high. you. <laughs> By the way, I didn't see you. Oh, I saw you. You were it. long gone. You, you were went, long you, gone. You
1: tried I, to Diamond Lane oh, me yeah, to yeah, get you, here first. Well, uh, I mean, you got but wanted to Lane But I want to tell you what happened. I said, screw that. So I went Third Lane. Third. Okay. Faster.
0: You're on the 405 at, at this He was two point?
1: cars ahead of me going on the 105. This a is 105. very California. And
0: by the way, I didn't <laughs> know this. Wait a minute. I didn't <laughs> see it. If you were to put a percentage <laughs> on, you know, the the uh, the length of our commute, uh-huh. you know, and it's sort of like when you're, you're, you're uploading a document, mm-hmm. you see it 25%, 30%, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it goes and finally it, it completes to 100. I lost her. She lost me. <laughs> Around 12% into our commute. So you didn't even start the right commute. We're on sunset Gone.
1: in the 405.
0: Gone. I, I had no idea where she was. So she's like, oh, he's passing me in the diamond lane. I'll show him. I was completely oblivious to this whole scenario. That was so she irritating.
1: Was I was so pissed. So
0: there because you go. Because I was
1: going it. like 65. There you go. Coffee.
2: Susie, only 65?
1: Only 65. Because there was That's a white van ahead of me, and I was pissed. Please. I go. She was weaving, So what I'm I did sure. was... Paige, so what I did was... When he got off here,
0: oh boy, oh, yeah,
1: and he was a car ahead of me. I didn't uh-huh. he, he made the turn into the garage. Uh huh. I went around.
2: You came in the back. That's first. when I saw you, and I, I literally thought first. to myself, yeah, Why wow, do I beat her here? How did yeah. that happen?
1: I parked first.
0: <laughs> see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. Do you oh understand? I get why it. I'm not batting an eye as to what happened in the <laughs> women's national championship. That's your life. Life. That's your life at all. That's your at all. Women being competitive, really? Like, how, dare,
1: not, how dare how they be competitive? I like what I like what, was what Jay had to say though. Like it's not the 1930s.
0: And our daughter, like, I mean, get the, I'm on the business end of that too. That's I right. bet. And when she's giving me this look at, like, oh, the other day, like, she got really upset. Susie did? No, our daughter with her her older Cooper, youngest Mm -hmm. older brother, in a wiffle ball game, she got really pissed. About what? That he was calling his own balls and strikes, and she thought that I struck him out on her behalf, Mm -hmm. and he called it a ball. And she got really pissed, and I took a shot at her because it's the same exact face. As Susie (laughs) Schuster, And I wrote, I I texted you and I just wrote one word, you.
1: Yeah.
2: That makes sense though. I mean, Susie grew her with her body. So yeah. Poor thing. So so there
0: you go. (laughs) My two days after take on the women's national championship. The next time this happens, you two must drive the work together. Uh, And then we must install a camera (laughs) inside (laughs) the car. But Mm -hmm. I have to drive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I I would call it a GoPro. She would call it a get out of here, pro. See ya. Out. See ya.
2: I don't know what's better now. You guys come together or separate. Like both both stories have been amazing. There you I, go.
0: I knew you'd like that. Oh, I love it. I don't like it. I love it. There you go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Brian Winhorst is gonna join us. What is going on with the Mavs? And how about the Lakers? When by The Lakers right. may go ahead and get the get out of the play-in tournament. We thought they might not make it. They yeah. might not have to be in it and still make the playoffs. Brian Winter is going to join us shortly, and then there is uh, Ben Affleck joining us in hour number three. After Susie's news update, when I'm sure she'll be competitive, is it better than Brockman's
2: news <laughs> update? Susie, let me ask you this: You asked about Brady. I said you didn't pet Brady, and you said no, I pet Brady. So did you go around, Rich, just to mm, pet the dog? And then, no, I, did, I
1: didn't pet him. I said good morning to him.
0: As you were hey, zooming, no, wait, by, wait, wait,
1: wait, I did. I think I did reach out the window and give him a pat
0: after I vacated the spot. Well, that you true. came around to my right side, like stuff. you're ready to pass me to mean, my right a on a residential time. street, because I like saying doing hello to Brady. Stuff. He's a sweet boy.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I just found under the desk? Chewed gum.
0: Fantastic. How do you feel about that? Oh. Is that a Ricola?
1: It's really? a cream bag, bag oh, with a piece of doing? chewed gum. There you go.
0: Inside of it? or
1: No, on the outside. Why do we have I think that
0: may be someplace. Brockman's least favorite thing is you rummaging around his workspace. And not calling him out. not rummaging.
1: I'm just throwing away the gum that he left on top <laughs> of the <laughs> I, it, I mean, bag. it
0: was just laying there. She didn't have to rummage it. He did leave yet.
1: me a cord for the computer today. I thought that was them. Um,
0: Very good. That was nice. Though. That was Ford. Uh, progress. All right. So Susie's gotten donuts for everybody. Well, yeah. How would you know? I saw it over there.
1: Oh yeah, there they are. And I
0: also, the I'm Facebook. on the same Postmates app as you. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> this just in.
1: Do you get donuts for the guys, Rich? I
2: do not, sir. No donuts. No champagne. I'm back
1: in the seat in a couple weeks, and I think there's a bunch of champagne waiting. Oh, Rich, you going to yeah. step
0: your game up, B. Brian Windhorst it's coming up,
3: hour number two of the Rich Eyes Show.